I was like 196 when I started your program, this this fit father. And uh, for mm-hmm. my birthday, I was 175. <laughs> I couldn't nice. I couldn't be any more happier because I got to tell people at my 60th birthday party that I weigh right now today what I weighed in high school. There's nothing cooler than that. Hey there, my friend, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Today, we're joined by one of our very own Fit Father brothers, Gary Brummett. And Gary's an amazing guy for many reasons, and we have a powerful conversation today where we get into his weight loss journey. And a little bit of a highlight is Gary just celebrated his 60th birthday. And when I saw Gary, if I had just a guess, I would say he looks like a healthy 50-year-old. He's absolutely crushing it. In fact, he is at the same weight he was in high school now at his 60th birthday. So that's really saying something. And it wasn't always this way, as Gary shares in his story, like he grew up with basically an unhealthy relationship to food, like the way his parents cooked, he ended up becoming a chef. And so he's eating a lot of food and he couldn't really figure out how to get a health routine that was sustainable and enter the Fit Father Project. This was a really purifying journey for him where he was able to get a hold of both of his exercise and his nutrition, but most importantly of all, find the routine that works best for Gary. And that's what I really love most about this conversation is Gary has worked this program, but he's worked it in a way that works for him long-term. He's found his loves. Yes, he still does our MRT workouts. He's getting the double trouble in. He does an apex and he shares some cool stories about that, but he does some other things that he brought in and you can just really hear from Gary how he's so aligned now on his unique health routine. And I'll share personally, like that is my wish for everyone in the Fit Father community is that they come in this program, they use it, they see results, and then they make it their own. And it's certainly what Gary has done. And there's a lot of wisdom in this conversation. So I know you're really going to enjoy this one. And Gary, thanks again for coming on as you're listening to this and the rest of our brotherhood. Let's welcome Fit Father Gary Bromit. All right, Gary, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty happy to be here too. It's going to be really cool to hear your story. And as we always like to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys who are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about family and what you do for work. Sure. Hi, guys. Uh, Gary Brummett. I am just turned 60 freaking years old. August wow. 1963. Uh, that, was, that was a big deal. Uh, I have uh, four children. Uh, wife, I work, I make my living in real estate right now. That's awesome. I mean, I'll, t- I'll, I'll say something for those that are only listening on audio. They don't have the privilege of looking at you. There's no way I'd say you're 60, man. You look fantastic. Skin Thanks. looks healthy. Dude, you look like a healthy 50 year old. So Thank you. good on you. Thanks. Uh, and I think that kind of begs the question about why did you start this program and kind of where did you start? Take us back to kind of the beginning of your fit father journey. Sure. W- well, my journey began before Fit Father with a uh, DBT program, uh, DBT therapy, I guess, uh, realigning mm-hmm. my relationship with food. I had a very bad mm-hmm. relationship with food uh, from being a young person. Uh, in my house, uh, it was the Clean Plate Club. I'm sure a lot of folks can uh, can uh, feel that. Uh, and it was yeah. uh, it was the only thing I eating was the only thing I could do. Uh, and, and know that I wasn't going to get in any kind of trouble for it. Cause as long as I ate what mom made and finished my plate, I was good. So, uh, you know, it takes a long time to, uh, to grow up and have a bad relationship with food. And I got, I got mm-hmm. right with it for a while and, uh, it could only take me so far because I was refusing the exercise piece, right? Mm-hmm. It was always the food and the, and the, and the nutrition. And I said, I, I, I absolutely have to. In the beginning, I thought, I'm, I'm so active. I'm just out there all the time. I'm outdoors guy. I'm, I'm hiking, I'm hunting, I'm fishing. I'm, I do all biking. I do all kinds of stuff, but it just wasn't enough. And, uh, yeah. and I saw the program, and uh, I think it was uh, my anniversary. I don't know. It was over a year ago for sure. Uh, you guys know what the date is for sure. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, was like, uh, I was like 196 when I started your program, This, this Fit Father. And uh, for mm-hmm. my birthday, I was 175. <laughs> I couldn't. Nice. I couldn't be any more happier because 
I got to tell people at my 60th birthday party that I weigh right now today what I weighed in high school. There's nothing cooler than that. There's nothing cooler than that, you know? And it was about, it's about health and not just longevity, but the quality of, you know, the quality of life and thriving and, and not just surviving, but thriving. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I definitely want to get more into your relationship to food. And I have the privilege of knowing a little more about your background. And is it true you were, you were a chef for a lot of time and like yes. you were making a lot of delicious food? Let's let's get into that. Because I think you're sure. talking about like the taste and the taste of food being delicious and like not being able to control yourself. I know a lot of people yeah. can probably relate to that. So yeah. let's unpack that a little bit more based sure. on your background. Sure. Yeah, I graduated from uh, CAA, the Culinary Institute, in 1986. And uh, I started uh, 16 years old cooking at a Greek pizza shop. And I've done everything since then. I had a 30-something year career in food service. Um, mm -hmm. And then I reinvented myself, reinvented myself. We can talk about all that stuff later. But from the food side, uh, it was, I, I, I was privileged enough to have the uh, skill uh, to be um, in some very, very high-end places, uh, working with you know, some really cool people and great ingredients. And uh, it just eating was eating was eating. You know, we always we always have to taste. When I was a pastry chef for a while, I was the biggest dough ball you probably ever could see. You got some photos there of me pretty, pretty round, mm -hmm. pretty yeah. big and pretty round. So um, as far as, uh, you know, I always understood nutrition because that was part of my training as well. Um, but I really wasn't able to break the cycle. Uh, I think sometime back in the nineties, I did, uh, I did South beach, you know, the, the predecessor mm -hmm. to all the you know, sure. paleo keto, all the stuff we're doing, uh, is popular now. And I did, I lost 20 pounds on, on South beach, just cutting out carbs. And then I started eating carbs again. This is an old story, right? Everybody, you know, and then yeah. there's the, there's all the weight again. What's different this time mm -hmm. is that I have a, I have a, I have an exercise routine. I have a schedule every week of what I'm going to hit. Don't always make it right, but make the schedule fall short. You still did more than if you had no, no schedule at all. Um, and I'm, I eat now in a, in a style that I call uh, carb aware, right? If I'm going to have pizza, I'll have pizza and it's not cauliflower crust. Not there's anything wrong with that, but it's good pizza. Yeah. But instead of having, you know, five or six slices of pizza once a week or twice a week, I'll have two slices of pizza every couple of months and I'm fine. I'm great. Yeah. I'm awesome because, you know, I, I know, I know from my own research, from listening to you and you're part of my research, you know, everything you guys put out is part of my research. You know, we don't generally get enough protein. We just don't. And we need it, especially if we're building muscles and it's so easy to get carbohydrates and then carbohydrates, cravings, Glycemic index goes crazy. You know, your blood sugar going sure. up and down, up and down. So, um, yep. so I'm very focused on just getting enough protein. And I make those choices, little micro choices over a long period of time. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's small choices, long time. And just deciding to have double veg and no rice this afternoon with lunch. You know, uh, small yep. choice. I didn't miss the rice. I like rice. <laughs> But if I'm going to eat it, it's probably going to be brown or maybe even quinoa instead because of the protein factor. Yeah. Um, so um, carbohydrates, you know, and I, I still enjoy beer. I like to drink wine. I have a mixed drink, um, but never a mixed drink with any soda or anything like that. You know, I might have a martini with some olive juice in it. Um, but I just, I, it's, it's moderation is the hardest thing in the world, man. Shades of gray for a guy like me, it's black and white. Life is black and white. Switch on, switch off. Yeah. So it sounds like you are finding that moderation right yeah. now in some way, shape or form. And I'm interested in how this program has helped you do that. Like it's obviously partly a mindset thing, partly a habits and routine on a daily basis thing. Like maybe get into like, did you have any, like some guys when they felt like the mission statement and do that stuff, they have like big epiphanies, like, holy crap, I need to completely change my ways. I see something really deep here. Was that your experience? Was that a part of this? Or was it more just like the daily, the working of the program that started to transform you? The epiphany was that I'm not as smart as I thought I was, and I need to stop listening to myself, my own, my own, uh, my own truth, mm. which was I could do this with just diet. 
it's not true for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it with just diet because I could yeah. get to a spot, but that's not the spot I wanted to be at. And I couldn't burn calories right. without adding exercise and adding muscle. And the training of mm-hmm. mixture of cardio and muscle building, you know, it's just, yep. I don't know. It, it, it really, it really worked. It got me the last, you know, I was crying a cat on the, on, on an email a couple times. I'm like, you know, this last 10 pounds, like what the heck I'm plateaued for so long and, and, and just frustrated and, and working hard and doing everything and plateaus, plateaus come and plateaus go and it broke through. Um, yeah. I didn't really, I kind of up my game with, um, with really putting, um, because of my flexible schedule with my real estate business, I was able to really, f- for the months preceding my birthday party, the big bash, uh, I was able to increase my workout routine by probably 30% to just really hit it, get it down there. Yeah. And I really watched, I really watched my, my diet more than ever. The epiphany was, um, all right, so I'm I'm a man and I'm flawed, right? I'm human, like every man uh, and woman, right? But I'll stick on this side of the lane for now. Um, you know, vanity is a thing, right? There's vanity, and man, I wanted to look good. I do. I feel better about myself. I'm in sales. I sell better. I'm more comfortable. I'm more mm-hmm. mm, powerful. I'm a more powerful salesperson. Um. Honestly, my empathy is expanded through this whole journey about learning about flaws, uh, addiction, food addiction. So that really was yeah, like sure. the, the hardest thing about managing managing a reduction in food versus a reduction or abstinence from alcohol, abstinence from cigarettes, Coke, whatever your thing is, your DOC. Yeah. We got to eat. You don't have to smoke. You don't have yeah, to drink right. alcohol. You don't have to do your drug, but you got to eat. So you can't just not eat. That's, that's, that might be easier for black and white mm-hmm. switch on, switch off guys, you know? So, so it's really yeah. even harder to, to reduce your uh, intake. But again, like smart choices, um, oh, back to what you said about um, the epiphany. Yeah. I'm 60, man. There's no, you know what? Mm-hmm. I turned 50. You guys out there turning 50 soon or just did. You can make a strong argument, I think, that you could still have half your life in front of you, right? 50 and 50 is 100. People do that now a lot more than we mm-hmm. used to. 60? 120? Yeah. Nah. You're the, no, I'm playing yeah. the back I'm playing the back <laughs> nine, man. There's no get there's no deny it. This is the back nine. And how do I want to go out? You know, do I want to go out? You know, I got yeah. I have people in my family, I'm, I'm sure everybody's got them. You know, I mean, heart disease, diabetes, it, you, the list goes on. Those are, and I feel, and my empathy towards people who are older than me and are struggling with that, I just feel like, wow, you know, I wish like what Dr. A did for all these people because of your history with your dad and stuff. Um, I wish someone could have got to these folks early on. It's, it's, you know, obesity is an epidemic. It's no joke. It sounds so cliche. We hear it all the time, but it, it really is the number one leading cause. I mean, all, all, all kinds of ailments. Sure. And then there's a, another study. Uh, I can't remember the lady's name. I was just listening to a different podcast with, with a, a doctor. Um, is it okay to say somebody else's name on your show? Okay. So For sure. It was, yeah, there's a lot of people so that know a lot a, of things. It was Let's an go. interview <laughs> that Ed Milet did with his physician. And uh, she is all about yep. uh, the skeletal muscle and the composition of skeletal muscle yeah. and the difference between a tenderloin and a ribeye, right? All that fat, no fat, marbled, unmarbled, yeah. um, subcutaneous fat, fat around your organs, all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. that muscle being healthy, the sweat session, like the sweat sesh mm-hmm. multiple times a week, driving out toxins and everything in your body. You're turning over stuff instead of letting it sit. Your gut system's healthier. Uh, elimination, yeah. just it, it's yeah, it's it's way better. Um, so that muscle, mm-hmm. that muscle that we're trying to build back up because we can lose it so easily at, at my age. 
uh, it's far easier to lose than yep. it is to maintain or build. So um, it it acts as uh, it helps every system in your body to have lean muscle, lean yes. muscle instead, and prevents helps you be strong against resisting diseases and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's really an interesting, uh, interesting bunch of studies going on right now about how darn important lean muscle in your body is. And, you know, I, I finally, I, I got to yeah. tell you what, I've been going to the same doctor for like six, seven years and I lose weight and I lose weight and I lose weight. And he's like, he would not cut me like one inch of slack. Like, you know, you're overweight, you're overweight. I'm worried about three diabetes for you. Ah, your blood sugar's like floating with high. You're, you're the years and years and years. Not until this last checkup after I hit my goal with your program did he finally look at me and give me like one of those attaboys like, yeah, all right. I'm like, dude, if you didn't say something, I was gonna like going <laughs> to knock you down. Like, you got to give me this prop today. Now, I am 175 and he's like, yeah, you're not obese anymore, but you're not done, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I got a little ways to go. I still got. I'm doing some measurements, and uh, there's one area I'm yeah. uh, I'm looking to get those numbers down. Just that number. I don't care if my weight stays the same because I'm fine with it. I'm good. I, if if I can just move it around a little, right, reduce this, increase a couple things, mm -hmm. I can do well. Um, yeah, I got off on a wild tangent there, man. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. I, I want to. I have like many comments. And first off, I also want to give you the virtual knuckles through the through the screen. Attaboy too Thanks. from Doctor A. You absolutely <laughs> crushed it. Um, also, I just it was interesting, and I'm kind of more reflecting at a high level of your process as well as what you yeah. shared. You knew that exercise was like that linchpin for you. That thing was lacking in the past, and so this program gave you a way to do that. In, in an effective form of exercise, which then strengthened your resolve and your consistency with nutrition. And also what you did that was brilliant is you started a research like beyond just fit father, like your own research stack, which is strengthen your mental and emotional connection to the importance of muscle, to the importance of exercise. What you're expressing right now when you're sharing this and the enthusiasm and all the research you've done is literally the new neural connections that you've made about the importance of exercise, muscle and health. So it's like, Obviously, this is way more holistic and sustainable because like yep. you have so many different areas that are like coming together into this solidity. And obviously, you've got a lot of results, too, on top of that. So I see how this is like game changingly good for you. And that's like so cool to hear. I'm, I'm pumped up for you. And, yeah. and I think every yeah. guy listening to this, like my question would be like, what is your linchpin aspect of your life? For some guys, it's sleep. For some guys, it's the drinking. For some guys, it's a morning meal. For you, Gary, it was like part of the exercise and how that feeds into nutrition. And then to your point as well, like metabolically speaking, you do the workouts, it changes your metabolism. You process carbs yep. differently. You have greater Absolutely. insulin sensitivity. Yep. Like everything just works better. And then if you're in the back nine, like Gary, like, holy crap, like, do you need to maintain your muscle? They, now the longevity anti-aging expert docs are saying that your muscle mass is like completely correlated very tightly with your lifeline. So that's massive yeah. and the sweating in the brain. So you're crushing it, man. Absolutely. So what is... What's, what's, what's it been like with your family watching you go through this? What's their experience been like seeing you do this? Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I, I credit two of my kids. I got four kids. Two are, two are my, blood, my blood kids that I have with their mom. And two are my bonus kids that I have because I married their mom. Right, So they got different, uh, different genetics than, than I do. And, uh, and I'm their bonus dad. They, they got a real dad, uh, another dad genetically, whatever. But yeah. my two kids... Um, my two kids were athletes in school, uh, in a way that I, I never was able to do myself. I never fit in and clicked with the right activity. And this mm -hmm. is, this is, this is another really important point. We can come around to it again later, but, but you've got to find an activity that you absolutely love. Yeah. So you don't like lifting to a little, I totally but find something you love. And I'll get back to that. I credit my kids with helping me realize and find my my fitness mind. My you know, you talked a little bit about neuroplasticity and being, you yep. know, open to stuff. Uh, my daughter is is thirty. She's a nurse. She's doing deadlifts that I can't even tell you how much. Where I watch the video and I'm like ready to, I'm ready to die because I think she's got you know she's like throwing this. And my son <laughs> uh, is in the military. Uh, 
he's a, a lieutenant in the Air Force, and he is jacked. This is a kid I used to knock around even when he was full size. Like, yeah. he was my size. Look at me in the eye. I could still knock him around. And now I don't even want to play knock him around anymore because he's he's way jacked. He's into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's got <laughs> Probably my, not, then. He's got my grandson out in the garage doing burpees and push-ups and... <laughs> You know, I went down to visit those guys side by side, me and my son, he's 32 and I was 59 at the time. And, um, we did apex 10 together side by side. Dude, that was amazing. I can't even tell you how, how that touched my quote, how it touched my heart, you know, to, and my yeah. soul to, to do that with my son. Um, and I had like, I think I had 15 pound dumbbells at the time. He was like doing twenties cause he's that guy. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, now that my grandson is going to turn seven and he's already like working out with dad, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Me and Lucas, Lucas, you're listening to this. You're watching this, man. <laughs> we, you were doing apex with me, man. We're going to do, we're going to do up to 10 and back, man. We're going to do it. So, um, and I got it from That's my, beautiful. I got a lot of it from my kids. And then I knew I had to do it. The support system of seeing guys, seeing guys, seeing guys, seeing guys struggle, right? So now we're talking about inside of his father in the mm -hmm. Facebook page, seeing guys struggle, seeing guys cheer them on. I was a struggler. I got cheered on. I saw struggle. I cheered on, you know, and mm -hmm. the insight that I was able to gain from my year plus journey uh, with it. I feel like I'm in a very good position to reach back in and help out when other folks are struggling. I think I got a decent mm -hmm. insight because I, I was there too. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff I didn't want to do. Well, let's talk about that immediately right now. I want to hear about what your specific struggles were. Was it a period of time on the program? Was it an aspect of the program? What did you struggle with? And what was the time frame of the program? I think a lot of it is going to relate. Like, how long did you struggle? What were the struggle sources? Let's get into that. Part of the struggle sources was, were, part of the struggles were, uh, I have gym equipment in the basement. I, I hate going into the basement. It's dark. Yeah. I have a happy light in my office. When fall comes, that thing is on. Four hours in the morning, four hours yeah. in the afternoon. I need that. I need yeah. that sunshine. So, I hated going downstairs. I even bought a bike, a spinning bike a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Not a good one, just a, just a heavy wheel and pedals like down to earth. Mm -hmm. I used it a little. Just inconsistency, total inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Wasn't, wasn't, I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know what to, I don't know why I couldn't get there. And the program, I actually found a gym local, someone, I, I, no, no. I joined your father and I took a, like, um, like a park and recreation sponsored exercise class. Dude, you guys are going to laugh. I was the one guy in the class, and I was probably one of three people under 60 years old at the time. So <laughs> picture me in a, in a community gymnasium at the school on Tuesday night with 25, 60 to 80-year-old ladies doing jumping jacks. Yeah. Doing all kinds of crazy, just calisthenic kind of stuff. And every once in a while, we get out a little weight. And I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm not quitting this. I don't, mm -hmm. this is not my vibe. This is not my, this is not a good fit. But I, I was not mm -hmm. going to quit. I was, I signed up for the class. I paid for it. I'm in. I'm going to do it. I yeah. went, did the whole thing. While I was there, mm -hmm. I was talking about it with some a real estate client at breakfast, and she said, oh, geez, you should check out my gym. I'm like, ah, you know, I tried gyms before. I don't know. The vibe inside is, I don't know. That's not my scene. She's like, no, this, this gym is mm -hmm. so different. you got to come see. Ends up, I went to the gym. It was really nice. The sense of community inside my gym. So this is a key point for me. Community is mm -hmm. super important. And yep. while I feel like I'm a strong person, I'm a self-starter, I'm a driver, I can do stuff on my own. If I got teamsmanship, if I have community, which is, again, a fifth father piece of community, for mm -hmm. sure, 
helped me stick with the program. I got into the gym and I started doing uh, routines of, of lifting free weights and a little bit of machines, all based on stuff I learned from the the FFX 30, whatever, FFX yep. 30. Yep. And then uh, I saw a spinning class. Oh, I've yep. been practicing yoga for over 30 years, on and off, on and off. And I'll get back to spinning. It's the weirdest thing. Maybe you guys can relate. I do something that makes me feel good, and I do it, and I do it, and I do it, and I feel good, and I feel good, and I feel so good that I don't have to do it today. And then the today, today <laughs> turns into like the next yeah. time I don't have to do it, it turns into three days. And the next day, it turns yeah. into a week. And then all of a sudden, it's like, jeepers creepers, it's been 18 months since I did a, a sun salutation or a yoga flow. What's wrong with me? Now I feel crummy again. I My back hurts. My sciatic is returning. All this stuff. So- that's psychological, like, why do we stop? I don't have the answer to this one, so I'm going to throw it out there for you and all your, all your smart, smart folks that you talk to. Why do we stop doing stuff that makes us feel so good? We just stop. I just stop. I just walk away. So back to spinning. I find spinning. I'm like, someone once told me I should try it. I really like it. I'm like, nah, I don't know. So I took a spinning class. I took two spinning classes. I, I, I could spin five to eight times a week right now if i had the time i absolutely love it mm-hmm. i get in a headspace where nobody can touch me nobody can access my mind there is nothing there's nothing coming into my mind except my own my own little my biofeedback pounding mm-hmm. loud music strobe lights black room dark spinning instructor instructions mm-hmm. just pounding it and i mean shredding numbers I sent you. I sent you a picture of my my feedback screen. There, my mm-hmm. average watts were like my highest I ever did was like two forty two average watts, which is nuts. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. I don't. You know, one eighty, one ninety. I, I regularly peg over two, which is which is good. I'm happy to do that. And my muscle tone in my legs. I mean, it's not all I do because I'm still doing the apex, uh, and I'm still doing yep. uh, double trouble, and I'm still doing yoga. And again. Some people think yoga is foo-foo. Some people think yoga is religion, whatever. You know what? If it works for you and you like it, um, I love spinning. It was a turning point because, and I would have never joined a gym and I would have never gone to an exercise class. I would have never done any of that if it weren't for seeing the Fit Father thing, looking online, doing my research. Is it for real? What is this thing? You know, I always look at reviews. I, I'm like, uh, maybe like a little detective. You know, I go out and I find stuff out. And I was like, yeah, this is legit. This is legit. I'll tell you what, I'll give it a couple of months. And it's funny. Um, I was like, yeah, lifetime. Nah, no, I'm not going lifetime. That's, I don't know. What's that? I need to be here next week, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so I stayed in long enough month to month to already have paid for the lifetime. And then I paid for the lifetime anyway. So if you guys are on the fence, do it because, you know, um, I don't know. It was good. The spinning is absolutely awesome. I sweat. There's, it, there is a, like a river of sweat running down the bike. The floor is soaked when I'm done. I drink a half gallon. This is oh, they, we'll talk about water later too. Yeah. I hate water, guys. I hate water, mm-hmm. but I, but I drink it. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. I want to talk about water in a second, but I also just want to really make sure people caught a lot of the subtleties of, of what you were sharing is one you were inconsistent because you didn't enjoy your gym environment in your dungeon basement. And like, how are you going to find, and yet we can contrast that with the joy you describe of your spin. Like you couldn't be two different environments and you're obviously going to go towards stuff which fills you up. Two, your spin is definitely hitting you on this mental and emotional, call it even meditative. Like you're getting zoned in, you get the feedback, you're working on clearing your mind, right? 
And so the, how good does it feel to be in the zone? I think half the reason people play sports is not because they actually love the sport, but they love the feeling of being in flow and you're finding flow in this. So that's restorative to you on a mental, emotional level as well as physically, right? Absolutely. You, I, I believe you did. Did you do an interview with some somebody else about about zone psychology and flow flow psychology and being in the zone? Oh yeah, we've done some flow yeah, stuff. So for sure, um, it's it's so like what you just said before before I had spinning. You know what my thing was to get to get a to get that headspace off of myself was mowing the lawn. Dude, right. I got outside. I got makes sense. Of, repetitive acre of grass. Yeah, this big freaking lawnmower. It's an hour job. That's loud. Yep. I got earplugs in. Nobody can hear me. Nobody can mm -hmm. talk to me. Nobody can interrupt me. I'm just in, and it's, it is meditative. It's absolutely meditative. It's walking meditation. Yeah. And I'm not like looking, I'm not driving a meditative, I'm not going into it even with spinning. I'm not going into it with anything other than, you know, this is my goal for, what's my goal for today? What's my, what's my ride goal yeah. today? And it's like, okay, yep. minimum, uh, minimum watts, minimum mileage. Average RPMs. Okay, I'm on. Let's yep. go. And you know, yep. goals are goals, man. Sometimes you hit them, and sometimes you don't. But for the sure. headspace is it's awesome. It's activating deep parts of your psychology too, because it's uh, you're you're competitive with yourself. You're tracking numbers. There's a sense of completion afterwards. Like these are all the reasons that we find stuff to be fun. And so it's so cool. I think everyone who right now is struggling can take a lot from this. That you got to find a combination of things that ends up feeling fun and restorative for you on this movement front. For you, it's like you're still doing the apex double trouble, but you're mixing it in with this broader getting outside, doing spin, all this. And and obviously seasonally, it's going to change for you. You know, being in Connecticut, like coming into the winter, you guys are cold as shit in the winter. So being able to go to spin class is something that's very sustainable. Yeah. So I, I love that. That's awesome. The lawn mowing goes away, right, in the fall, right? But uh, yep. it is New England. So I have a walk behind snow blower. And I have a there you 400 go. foot driveway that goes up and people are <laughs> like, you don't. I'm like, I do. I absolutely do. I walk that thing up Good. and down, up and down. Doesn't matter what the snow amount is. I never have a plow and I'm walking it. The only, I guess the only better thing I can do That's is great. hand shovel it. And I'm not going back that far. So yeah, I agree. I think you're, you're in a good spot there. I want to, let's talk about water too. One more thing about the gym. I will, I will go in. Yeah, I'm sure. not a lifting like, sectionado I, I never was like that kid in school i never got it i don't know anyway i'll go in now early to the spin class and i'll hit two or three machines i'll do some upper body because nice you know spinning is arguably like one set of muscles repeatedly never changes even though there's three positions mm -hmm. and you do a bunch of stuff it it really is uh you know it's it's um i don't know how to put it it's not broad spectrum it's 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 like this yeah so I'm, I'm absolutely aware that I need to continue to hit other, other ways. I, I have to do legs in different directions, you know, instead it can't always just yeah. be that one thing. So I'll go in and hit, hit yep. some machines and do some other stuff. Nice. Yeah. Love that. So what were you? What? Hydration. Oh yeah. Hydration. You said, Dude. you said something a lot of guys relate to that. You hate, you hate water and your water looks like it's a different color than normal water. Yeah. So I know there's a solution yeah. in that bottle. So, um, there's a quote by WC Fields. It's pretty racy, and I'm probably not going to give the whole thing here. But he said, I never drink what He was an old, drunken guy. He was a comedian. If you guys are too young, you know, you 40-year-olds who don't remember, 50-year-olds who don't remember W.C. Fields was. He wore a hat. He drank, drank a lot. Big, red, bulbous nose because he was always drunk. And funny, funny guy. He said, I never drink water. You know, get away from me, kid. You bother me. That's that dude. I never drink water because fish, you know, because what fish doing it. So... Yeah. So I don't like water just because of the taste. I, I don't. There's one I can drink like uh, like uh, Fiji, Fuji, probably maybe Pana mm -hmm. water. But I really just don't care for water. What I do like is bubbles. So I'm a Pellegrino mm -hmm. guy. I got I, and I and the sodium is not an issue. The bubbles don't seem to be an yeah. issue. I've asked my doctor. I've read. I've done a little research. So um. So Amazon.com brings two cases of Pellegrino bottles, the big plastic ones, to my house uh, twice a month. And in the morning, um, in the morning, I, I put in here, 
Uh, this is hydration, and I usually drink a little bit more. This is a half gallon. My kids have break my stones about you need to drink a gallon with all the exercise you're doing. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I used to get water in two ways, coffee and beer. Like, And they're like, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they're both made with water. That's my water. No, no, that's not good. So, okay, so I don't like water. I found Pellegrino. I love it. Um, and you know what? People are like, oh, Pellegrino, it's so bougie. It's so expensive. You know what? You guys probably spend more on a cup of coffee, a latte or whatever, or Starbucks coffee, the Vente, the tall one, than I do on a bottle of, a bottle of, of, of uh, mineral water with some bubbles in it. So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with yeah. the money. In here, um, in here, I've got um, some um, effervescent vitamin tablets. Uh, nice. So I put two of those in here. One is a men's multi and one is uh, more geared towards a, a big hit of vitamin C. So those go in here yep. and then um, and then a bottle of kombucha. So I've got my fermented, mm-hmm. my gut health. Um, I, I, I take nice. some. So wait, back on hydration and I'll get off on the, on the supplement stuff later. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's kombucha and those uh, those effervescent fizzy uh vitamin pills and a bottle do you know the brand of those in case anyone's yeah, interested in those What's boost the... boost v-o-o-s-t boost v-o-o-s-t hold on amazon sends them to there's two tubes nice and i get two kinds because they're i don't know i mix it up a little bit and uh mm-hmm. so yeah so i got my pellegrino water in there the kombucha and it's uh like a ginger raspberry something ginger's really good for me, for, yeah, for heat, is. for health, for I don't know. I love that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's got a little berries in it. And then the Pellegrino and the, the, that. And I drink that. I can I drink one of those for a spinning session, 45 minutes. Um, I drink nice. one all day long. If I'm if I'm not spinning, I'll drink one anyway. And then I always have like a bottle of Pellegrino. I have two offices, one in my home and one is a real office. And I always have Pellegrino laying around. Um I can't mm-hmm. even tell you the last time. Yeah, I can tell you the last time I had a soda. It's a it was a diet ginger ale and was a little because that was the only that was the only choice there was at the time. So hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut back. I cut way back on coffee because of this. Yep. Right. I started off. I started yep. off pounding water like you guys. You know, in the beginning of my in my in the beginning of my father, I was pounding water. I had a big, I had a big twenty ounce glass, like a big twenty ounce plastic filter, and I made my, I cut myself a deal. I bribed myself. Actually, it's a, it's a trick I learned from somebody else's book about pairing stuff up. When you want to change a habit, yep. you yep. pair. That's a cough drop. You pair up something you don't want to do or don't like with something that you like. You do those together, yep. or you can't do the one you like until you do the one. That you don't like so i couldn't mm-hmm. i love coffee i only drink one kind of coffee i'm like a snob about it it's dark mountain from green green dark mountain dark magic from green mountain sorry and um and i drink it black and i'm 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 hardcore with it and i couldn't have my coffee until i drank 20 ounces of water my man, dude, That's I got good. I got 20 ounces of water. I could count 13 slugs. I knew I could do it in 13 and I, I hated <laughs> it every morning. I was like, all right, here we go. I'm doing it. And I just kept doing it and doing it. And honestly, you guys said this. Somebody said it after a while. It's really not as bad as it used to be. And then I sure. found out that I could make it even better. I was complaining to my kids. They're like, well, why don't you get like uh you know, Mio or some, some squirt in, you know, no calorie. So I overcame, I overcame very, very bad, consistent underhydration. De- dehydrated mm-hmm. almost all the time. You know what coffee does, does to you. You know, it's a yeah. diuretic. Um, and I would, I would drink six coffees a morning. And I just, you know, hit the mm-hmm. hit the ground running. Now, now I don't drink six coffees anymore because I, I make my coffee and my my uh, my my bottle at the same time. And mm-hmm. I'm like this, 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 you know. And it cut way back. I'm not. I'm probably down to having only two coffees a day now. Nice. So 
I don't know. Coffee drink That's is fantastic. like not the worst thing in the world for you. Um, there's some studies yeah. that actually are tying it to maybe some longevity issues, but um, I'm happy. I'm very happy to be to be doing that. Um, so my routine in the morning, this is part of it, and there is a supplement aspect to it because of the the vitamins and um, and kombucha, right? Raw kombucha, gut health, all those yeah. microorganisms. Um, I love yogurt. I eat I eat Kobani vanilla, but not every day. Um, but every day I do drink kefir. So when I take my mm-hmm. when I take nice. my medicine, I still have a few meds that I take. Um, I drink my meds with kefir, put it away, and then I've got my I've got my kombucha, Pellegrino, vitamin water. I drink that all day. Um, and as far I picked up supplements from you from listening to your you talk and your podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely hit magnesium and nice. uh, and D D three, and that's really that's yeah. really it. I mean, I know all the stuff. You know, the multivitamin that that's got all kinds of crazy stuff in it. Yeah, a ton of stuff. And, yeah, and my my diet is so um, so varied. I mean, I eat I eat everything and <laughs> I eat everything in the world except for kidneys and sea urchins <laughs> yeah kidneys uh kidneys you can't get the, the the smell out of them no matter what you do and sea urchins just smell like iodine so it's a big delicacy a lot over europe and asia and i've tried but no man but i eat everything else I feel like you eat liver you eat this I'm like yeah chicken feet every you whatever i eat it i'm a, a huge omnivore and I love raw foods and I focus on trying to get as much whole foods as possible. You know, you know, yeah. whole, whole unbl- unblanched almonds, um, cherry tomatoes. Yeah. I put in the center island in our kitchen, I put um, a three tier basket and I always, always have got like a couple of apples and some grapes and some kind of tomato, yeah. cherry tomato, plum tomato, whatever it is. And maybe an orange. Not so much, but, and, uh, and then uh, that's my, that's my snacking now. It's like, it's right in my face, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't buy the, I don't buy the junk so much. That's cool. And that's subtle. Again, I think you do a lot, you do a lot of subtle things, right? Um, but just the visual reminder of having that in your kitchen, these whole foods that are full of color probably is a constant reminder of, oh, I eat healthy foods. And with your chef background, ingredient quality is so drilled down into probably your soul, like even deeper than your mind, that it's probably not a, a problem for you to go for ingredient quality ingredients. I want to make one more comment too. It's with these plans, and I know you've experienced this firsthand, we're always trying to balance the anchor of consistency with enough variety that makes life fun. And it seems like you found your anchor of consistency with your morning ritual, with your kefir, with your certain kinds of snacks and your supplements. Like you have this early morning anchor that's consistent and then you eat a wide variety of foods, but they're all whole, mostly non-processed foods. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I'm very, very, very aware, like extremely aware of, of white carbohydrates. So if it's white sugar or white yeah. rice, white potato, white pasta i have pasta but it's protein pasta or lentil pasta or chickpea yeah. pasta or me too know, and i will i'll have a baked potato every once in a while and i know that's a glycemic index hitter but i also know i believe yeah. from from my my i'm not sure where i got it somebody along my along the line said to me i'd rather have you eat if you're gonna eat bread White bread. I'd rather have you eat white bread covered with butter um, or in olive oil sure. than just eat white bread uh, because the oil helps slow down the uh, way that your body uptakes and turns that into that sugar uh, in, in, your, in your system. So I slow it down. Yeah. If I eat the baked potato, um, I, usually, I usually scoop a little bit of it out. I will definitely have butter and I will eat the skin and then mm-hmm. I will eat my bonus daughter's. Yep potato skin and then i'll eat my wife's potato skin if she doesn't finish them off and then sweet potatoes too you know yeah. i mean that's carbohydrate but it's uh it's a superfood it's it's good for it's you and the skins for sure i i love the skin more than you know more than the inside sometimes i yeah and 
Not talking about fried potato skins and chilies either. I'm sure you, I'm sure you cook those incredibly well. Yeah. 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 Nice. Have you done any fasting? Has that been a part of your journey? Have you followed the phase two recommendations of any of my fasting? Yeah, I did it. I, I have done it. And, um, I very quickly learned how to beat it, how to jam in more calories Mm -hmm. than I should have in a short period of time. So, you know, I would, I'd be, I, I figured out how to beat it by just eating an inordinate amount in a short period of time. However, I still do value, I highly value, I believe in it, in our, in our, um, in the way we should live is the way that we, um, um, evolved. Thank you. The way we evolved was not having yep. the level of access to food that we have. And it was within the last sure. 200 years. That was a rapid, rapid change. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 years ago, mm-hmm. even, you know, a lot of people didn't, didn't get the daily meal. They got one meal a day, et cetera. I value what good it does my body to not always be processing some food. It's right. shut down. It's shut for down sure. for some time. It's good. It's it takes good. energy to, to process food. It, yeah. It's good to be empty for a little while. Well so I still value that long yes. time. Um, I, I love breakfast. Um, and honestly, in, in real estate, I'm always out meeting with people. And there's two, there's, there's two or three kinds of meetings to have. And they all involve putting something in your mouth, right? So the easy one for everyone is yep. happy hour, right? And it's, you know, it's that... Or the two martini lunch thing. I really try to get, stay away from those. I do them when I have to. I work with a lot of attorneys. I look, work with a lot of folks. And so I do breakfast meetings. And I do breakfast mm-hmm. meetings. I found a I found a place local that puts a plate together for me. It's called Keto Mountain. I'm not a keto guy, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It's got bacon, eggs, spinach, some cheese. It's awesome. I sent you a picture of my breakfast over at Paul Gregory's restaurant, which I, I was like, listen, I know the chef mm-hmm. in the background. I, I back, I know that I know the owners. I'm like, listen, I know it's, I know it's eight in the morning, but I would like a chopped salad with hard-boiled eggs and blue cheese and the whole nine yards. And I want you to take some of that awesome smoked salmon you have. And I don't care what you charge me, put the smoked salmon on top of the salad. And I got a picture for you there with my cherry tomatoes and my egg. That was my breakfast. Dude, that I, I you guys, that is one of the best breakfasts I could ever have is this awesome chopped salad with, with smoked salmon. <laughs> and the calorie load, the yeah. calorie load for smoked salmon is so low for two ounces of smoked salmon. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a, it's such a great food. Um, I eat canned salmon too. Uh-huh. People are like, oh, what is that? What is that yeah. stuff? It's like, look at the protein in here. And the bones are like all soft and crunchy and Eat the I whole, agree. you know, sardines in a can. I mean, I, you know, not everyone has the palate yep. for that. I feel, I feel sorry for guys that don't have a real wide palate. I really do. It can be really hard. You know, I got people in my family. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's red meat and potatoes, and don't put any chives in my potatoes. Like, leave them white. Like, that's all they eat. <laughs> so, I feel for people without a big wide palate. Um, yeah, it's easy for me because I, I love food. Food food's been a passion of mine forever, forever. And it, it probably goes back to uh, you know, my 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 um my heritage, my my mom and my uh my grandparents, um and being a little kid and you know, getting praised for eating. So I, I turned food into a into a into a career. Um so mm-hmm. How frequently do you do free meals or cheat meals? Is that a part of your like you, how you actually think about your nope. week and your plan? I think you're gonna like yeah. this. I I do free meal when cool. I want to. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I do free I meal it. when I'm when I need to. I need to, but I can still make. Yeah, I can. You guys, I can. You can make a free meal better than a free meal. You can have two free meals sitting in front of you. Yeah. And one is just marginally better for you than the other one. And why not? It's still a free meal and you're still happy and you're still satisfied. You know, if it means cooking with reduced fat ricotta cheese or reduced fat cheese, but you're going to eat cheese, good. Like have have your cheese, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that you mm-hmm. could tell the difference. I know you can tell the difference between heavy cream, half and half, and skim milk in your coffee. But when you're melting cheese, you know, 
have the lower one. Um, you know, increase yeah. the vegetables. Um, I do I do these omelets, man. I do omelets. Like my meals are a lot of vegetables and a lot of protein, a lot of a lot of sea protein, fish protein, definitely steaks, yeah. uh, some pork every once in a while, yeah. very lean, definitely chicken, no skin. I like the thigh better. Why? Because <laughs> it's got more fat and it. it's got more flavor. Yeah. I eat them, you know. Um, but I can definitely like if I do an omelet now, um, there's only like enough eggs to just hold all those vegetables together. It's like it's more like a frittata than an omelet, and it's it's just a ton of vegetables, yeah. and I always have got something laying around. Just chop it up, fry it in a pan, you know, whole butter, olive oil, avocado, whatever whatever your whatever your fat of choice is. Mm -hmm. uh, some folks are into uh, into uh, coconut fat, um, whatever your thing is, you know. Um, and then I just bind everything with eggs and I usually can't finish what I made. It's only two or three eggs, but it's so much vegetables. It's a full, it's a full 12, 10 inch saute pan. It's full. And maybe I'll come back to it for lunch, nice. share it with the that's dog, cool. you know? Anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So advice for some guys starting out some, some newbies. Like if you could go back when you were starting out, even for times when you were struggling, What's some words of encouragement, some perspective that you would share at this point in your journey? I wrote down a couple of things, so I'm going to look down at it every once in a while. One of my favorite ones, and I use this with a lot of people, I'm a, I'm a mentor to some folks in some other regards. Um, and absolutely to my kids, I'm their dad and I'm their mentor as well, and some other young people in my life. Um, if you like what you have... Keep on doing what you do. If you don't like what you have, do something different. It's that simple. You either are happy. Like right now, I'm very happy with myself. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm good. I'm totally good. I want to lose a little bit more. I want to look a little different. But honestly, I am real good. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because it works. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like the shape you're in, like I was, for a long, long time, those pictures go back a long ways, man. Um, I wasn't happy about it. And I finally got to the place where I could do something about it. So, so if you're happy, do what you're doing. You're not happy, do something different. Figure out what that different yeah. thing is and keep trying. Um, nice. Weight loss is hard. It's harder than you are going to realize in the beginning. If you're on the beginning of this journey... This is harder than maybe people say, maybe people want you to know, maybe that you think it is. It's really hard, um, but it's doable. And it's important to do hard things. Every day you should do a hard thing. And I don't even mean just about weight loss. I mean, do a hard thing, like <laughs> just pick something. Um, do a cold shower. Instead of a hot shower. That's not mm -hmm. fun sometimes. That's hard. But to do a hard thing. Mm -hmm. um, I got garbage cans. I got to go up two man, two monster garbage cans. Got to go up that 400-foot driveway once a week. There are days when I'll hook them on the back of my car and drive them up there. But when I'm in the right zone and I'm in the flow, I will pull those things up. And it takes me a long time. And I have to stop and rest on the way. My arms are killing me. My quads are on fire. And they do it anyway because I did a hard thing today. I'm doing it. I'm just yeah. doing a hard thing. I, my car needs to go in the shop. It's about two miles away. I drive it down there and I walk home. Hmm. Why? Nice. Do a hard thing. Do a hard thing. That's what you need to do. You know, you need to change yeah. and do things differently. If you're doing everything easy in your life and you don't like the way you are, start doing some hard stuff. And you can do it. And the support's mm -hmm. here. The support's here. Reach out. Lean. Lean on people. Nobody gets through it alone. Not nobody, maybe. I, don't know, I shouldn't speak an absolute. Maybe somebody does, but not me. Yeah. Um, another one that I found pretty cool, uh, uh, written in chalk on the wall of my gym. And that's, that gym gives me such a sense of community. Like the website. Like the Fit Father inside the thing. Train the quit out of you. I love that. Train mm -hmm. the quit out of you. Take it on any level you want. You can be physically training and train to quit. Just keep going and don't quit. Or 
and you're doing something else in your life, you're learning a hard thing, you have a hard job, don't quit. Just learn, train it out of you. So some way and lean on mentors, look at the people who the one before you, listen to advice, ask for help. Don't ever, don't ever he hesitate to ask for help. Just don't quit. That's it. Sound, sounds easier. It's easier to say than it is to do. Because you know what? Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring for me? You know what? I who knows? I could fall. I could fall again. Fall up my exercise wagon. You know, I fell away from yoga for for years. Um, I, one of my mentors in yoga, um, he's actually he's actually a culinary god. Also, he's a, he's a chef of. A, he was on the first culinary Olympic team that went to. Frankfurt, Germany, and won a gold medal uh, with a completely wow. vegan presentation. So a bunch of Dang, old European, really old cool. European guys, right? Meat, sausages, sausages and butter, right? Yeah. A complete vegan <laughs> gold medal, first time ever. Anyway, he said to me, we, cool. we were talking, and he said to me, he said, "You know what, Gary? He said your warning sign, you know, uh, is three days. You can miss yoga for one day. You're okay." You miss it for two days, you can still be okay. If you miss three days, it's a flashing red light. It's a warning sign, and I've been I've been so like aware of oh jeepers. And I, I print out my weekly calendar uh, out of off my Google Calendar. I tack it up in my office, and I write in my my training days. I write in my spinning yep. days. I write in and I I track. I want to do two. I want to do uh, two double troubles in a week. I hardly ever get that one done. I get one. You know, but I spin five times. I do three or four or five yoga sessions. I was on a kick before my birthday. Again, I, I'm not strong upper body guy. I never was. I don't have these big pecs and biceps. They're kind of small, you know, but uh, 100 push-ups. So mm -hmm. in a week, right? So I could do 10 on one day and 10 in the morning and 10 in the afternoon. And this guy, this chef, was actually, um, he's 71 years old, and up until recently, he could do 100 push-ups. And he's nice. he's a compromised compromised guy, you know. Um, he's got some stuff going on. He's, he's older. Uh, but, uh, man, if he was 71, and I was like 58, and he's like, yeah, I just finished my 100 push-ups today. He doesn't do them all at once, <laughs> right? But, like, man, I got I to gotta man up. I got to do some push-ups. So, yeah. The resounding theme in all your advice is like this, this, like the actions we're taking actions. There's a lot of doing actions and in the consistency of that, you're purifying yourself, you're creating and shifting momentum. Like, and, and like you said, your first quote that you shared, if, if you're happy, keep on doing what you're doing. If you're not happy, do something different, do the pushups, yep. drag it up. It's do, do, do. And it's through action, despite what our mind may say in any given moment. And I think you've just really lived that. Like you're getting things on the schedule, you're taking action and things are changing as a result. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different things and does different things. If you try a thing and you don't like it, try, don't, don't say I'm done. Just try another thing. And don't yeah. stop trying things until you find yours. You will. Yeah. I also got my wife, um, another impact on my family. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a guy who could start something and go like a million miles an hour on a thing and then, and then I'm yeah. gone. I ran my course and um, I, she was impressed that I kept spinning and I've kept spinning and I like spinning. I'm still going. And she started to come to the gym. She got herself a gym membership. I got her to come to the gym. She's spinning next to me now. Uh, she's got a big job. She can't, she can't hit it at the frequency that I do, but she's already like mm -hmm. tracking, tracking her average Watts and working on her resistance and, it's awesome. It's awesome. She's, you know, it's like, it's what I wanted. All right. Well, final question I have for you, and you covered this in many ways, but I'd love you to state it in your own words is what does it mean to you to be a fit father? Setting an example. That's everything right there. I'm, I'm setting an example. Everything else is good about it falls under that in one way or another. If it's, if it's my diet or my, or my physical routine, or the way I charge into a day, the way I conduct my business as a result of it, the energy I have mm -hmm. to get stuff done. I'm just setting yeah. an example for others. And hopefully, you know, 
bring bring some other folks along like pass it along pay it forward do something for somebody else help them out i don't know set the example it's like yeah if i can set an example for somebody and they and they get there that's awesome that's that's the best thing in the world <laughs> well on that note i'll i want to thank you on behalf of myself our brotherhood for coming on here and sharing and being a living example gary dude you did this thing sit you know 60 years <laughs> young like amazing like thanks. truly uh congratulations and yeah. thanks for being a living example of this program thanks i cannot believe an hour just went by man wow yeah if we you, had a good time if you ever have time to talk again you're ever in connecticut we'll <laughs> sit down we'll sit down and have a, a keto breakfast or some good breakfast We'll talk some more. Yeah, you ever got time, man? Sounds it, fun. It would be great. Doesn't have to be recorded or anything, but um, you're good. Yeah. You're good to talk to, man. I'd love to hear some more about Thank your you, story too. Okay, peace out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more. Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.